I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 78, All That the Lord Hath Spoken We Will Do, studying Exodus chapters 18 through 20. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a come follow me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home too. Alrighty, I'm holding the baby. I have no idea how well this is going to go. This is oh, my second time trying to record this holding him, so <laughs> we'll see how well this works. Um, I'm not holding my breath. Okay, we're just going to talk about a couple of scriptures. Um, we're going to start in Exodus 18, verse 23. Um, this is Moses and his father-in-law are talking. This is actually his father-in-law talking to him. And he says, if thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure all these people, um, and all these people shall also go to their place in peace. And the thing that I love about this is the part where his father-in-law says, God command thee so, right? Um, there's a lot kind of that's happening here, but basically, um, his father-in-law is offering him some advice. And I love this, that he's like, if you do this thing, but then he recognizes this guy is also, right? Moses is also the prophet. Um, So he's like, make sure that God says that this is okay, right? Like, don't just go and do this thing. And God command these so. Um, And so I think it's really, um, I wrote down inspiration plus confirmation. And I think that that's one of these things where we get an idea. And I think there's some things that are probably fine for us to just do, but there are other things that we should probably, like, if we get an idea of it, ask Heavenly Father, it's like, hey, um, do you want me to do this, right? Especially in terms of, like, our callings and our children and things that we have um, a, oh, it starts with an S, what's the word? Things that we are in charge of, so to speak, things that are within our realm of, um, influence. There's a word for it that I can't think of. Um, when we are supposed to take care of something, I'm sure you guys are like, it's this. And I can't remember because there's a wiggly little baby on my lap. (laughs) You crazy baby. Okay. So the next next verse I want to talk about is, um, in 19 verse five. And it says, now, therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto all, unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. Um, there's a couple of things I want to talk about here. I think it's super important to point out that God and Christ and our heavenly parents and our Savior, Jesus Christ, love us unconditionally in the same way that we love our children unconditionally. Our children don't have to do things to earn our love for them, right? Um, And to earn specific privileges, to earn trust, yes, they have to do certain things. But just for us to love them, that's an innate thing. Because you are my child, I love you, right? Um, Because we are his, because we are theirs, they love us. Um, now having said that, um, I do think that, um, Christ looks at our obedience. Um, and when we are obedient to him, when we follow the commandments that we have been given, 
we can endear ourselves to him in the way that he knows that he can trust us. He knows that he can trust us with um, more responsibilities. He knows that if he asks us to do something, we will do it. And that endears us to him, um, making us a peculiar treasure, right? The references are like a peculiar people. Um, the treasure is like the blessings of Israel. And I just love this idea that we can endear ourselves to our heavenly parents, to our Savior, Jesus Christ, by doing the things that they ask us to do in the same way that when we have a child who is obedient and does the things that we ask um, the child to do, that child becomes more trustworthy for us. We afford that child more um, privileges as well as more responsibilities. I remember that was something my parents were trying to teach my sister when we were growing up. Um, she was really mad that I got to, I think I like, it was like when I got to drive the car or whatever, or maybe it was like, I got to, I don't remember what it was. There was something and she was really mad about it because I got to do something. I'm the oldest in my family and she's two years younger than I am. And she was really mad because I didn't, she didn't get to do something that I got to do. And my parents told her, it's like, well, Donica does what we've asked her to do. She, you know, keeps up with good grades. She does her homework. Um, she takes responsibility for the things that we've asked her to do. So we know that we can give her more privileges because with those privileges come more responsibilities. Whereas my sister at the time was struggling with some of that stuff and um, was not showing up in a way that afforded where my parents felt that they could trust her with more privileges um, because she was not, she was not demonstrating um, good. Oh, there's the word again. It starts with an S. Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, um, steward, a steward. That's what it is. <laughs> she was not being a good steward over the things that she already, the responsibilities she had. Steward, like a steward over the land. <laughs> I knew it would come to me eventually. Okay, last one, you guys, while the baby sticks his finger in my ear, um, is in verse, or is chapter 20, verse 5. Okay, and again, I'm just going to read this to you. Um, it's something that I thought was kind of cool. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. Okay, so this was a scripture that I always struggled with a little bit growing up because I was like, well, how is God jealous? Like, how does that, like, it didn't fit in terms of my image of understanding what God was because I always, jealousy is one of those emotions um, that I deem, I deemed, I suppose, not so much anymore, um, kind of like a bad thing, right? Like, you don't want to be a jealous kind of person. You want to have trust. You want to have faith. You want to, like, you know what I'm saying? And um, actually, I looked it up, and if you look in the footnotes, it says this. That it's Hebrew um, for kana, Q-A-N-N-A-H, and it means possessing sensitive and deep feelings. And this kind of, I just wanted to reiterate this fact that we believe in the Bible as, hey, do you mind? Hey, just like hold your verses for like a second, okay? Um, we believe in the Bible as far as it is translated correctly, which means that sometimes, like many of the times when, do you, like, please, just a second, dude. Um, many of the times when the scriptures say something um, like um, the, I'm trying to remember, like, 
in the whole Pharaoh story, every time it says that God angered Pharaoh's heart or he changed his heart or he hardened his heart or whatever, um, that's not actually what happened. What actually happened was God knew that this was happening. Does that make sense? Um, there are also lots of times where um, it says that God was um, like this example, right? A jealous God. I'm trying to think there's another one and I cannot for the life of me think of what it is. Anyway. Where it's a word that has been translated, oh, it's like to fear God, right? Where he's like, you need to fear me. And it doesn't mean fear. It means like reverence or respect. But there were all these other options. And the guys who originally <coughs> got locked into a room and were told you can't leave until you translate this Bible just picked a word that they thought best fit at that time period to what as to what they understood and what they wanted us to understand and what the options were of what that word means, right? Um, and so I think that it's something to consider is make sure that you take advantage of those footnotes, of any kind of um, notes and um, references that you can find because a lot of times there's a lot of information there that helps us understand the scriptures, especially the Old Testament, because sometimes it can get, it can get a little confusing. Um, and this is why we believe in the Bible as far as it is translated correctly. Um, if anything this year so far, I know we're only in Exodus and it's only April. Um, but if anything this year so far I have learned is that the Old Testament it can be a little tricky to read sometimes, but the Book of Mormon is so easy to read. Um, and you will discover that when at when we get there, Isaiah actually is not that hard. It's actually pretty clear when you compare it to other parts of the Bible. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. Um, just a couple of fun thoughts about making sure that we're aligning our, our wills with what God wants, um, including when we get inspiration, if it's, um, for things that we are stewards <laughs> over, um, making sure that that's what Heavenly Father wants for us. Um, and then keeping in mind that our obedience does make a difference to our Heavenly Father. Um, not in terms of how much he loves us, but in how much he trusts us and what he will bless us with. Um, also, I just want to add, in case anybody has heard a particular influencer um, saying that it doesn't matter if we take the Lord's name in vain, a, within these scriptures, within Exodus 18 to 20, you will find the Ten Commandments. And there's a commandment in there that makes it very, very clear as to what God's actual stance on that is. Um, and also, if you know who I'm talking about, I highly recommend you unfollow that person. Okay. <laughs> Talk to you guys later.